I do. I use. I'm Milo, and I use he him. I'm Charlotte, and I use she her. I am Benner, and I use. Why? <laughs> On to rocket science. <laughs> From that segue, we're going to be talking about the Russian proton rocket. This thing's whack. So like, buckle in. Alright, uh, give us, like, a TLDR, just, like, one thing that'll, like, really, like, a What hook. does TLDR mean? Too, uh, too long too didn't you read. didn't read. Okay, um, thank you. I, never... I thought it was too long didn't read. Oh, yeah, too long didn't read or too lazy didn't read. Uh, give us, like, a TLDR, give us, like, a hook that'll Reddit moment. get us interested in it. Well, it has an unfortunate history of violating rule number one of rocket engineering. Which is? Which is Bernie and Down. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. That's just a missile. I... We'll get to it. <laughs> so, the Proton's been around, like, forever. Like, it's old, and the Russians have a habit of doing this with their rockets. Like, the one that they used, like, a couple months ago to send people to the space station is basically the same design that they used to send Yuri Gagarin into space. And, like, it works. So, if it ain't broken, I'm fix it, I guess. <laughs> but the Proton was developed originally from a ballistic missile, like you said. Where basically the idea was you just took the, you know, the blow-up bit off. And strap something you want to go into space to it. Very rudimentary. Yeah. And this is basically how, like, all early rocket design worked. Not surprising, I'd say. Like, we sent all our astronauts to space up until, like, the moon landing. Literally, like, by just putting them in a nuclear missile and just... It worked! <laughs> so... But the idea of this was that, that it was going to be modular. So, like, you could strap it together in different ways. Which sounds like it would be really great, but, like, it turned out to not be... Because, like, A, they looked butt-ugly, and two, it was just really inconvenient. <laughs> uh. But go ahead and look up a picture of this thing, because it's just... What is it? Pro Russian it's pro proton rocket. Okay, All right, let me first try... impressions, can... everyone. This is a mess. You're typing pains me. Okay, well, I was never taught properly. Dang! It looks a little clunky. I just cannot. Chunky! <laughs> He's just. Okay, I moved my hands in like a motion where I like put them straight down and then I like widened it like you were like looking yeah, at somebody's Yeah, If you're kiss. listening at home, A, I am so very sorry. And B, just look up a picture of this thing. It's. It's, it's not cute. It's, yeah, it's a little clunky looking. But the reason is that the diameter of the narrow bit is the maximum diameter that can just, like, fit through all the Russian rail system. Hmm. And then when they get to where they're going, they strap on those outer bits at the bottom. Uh, so that's, like, some the, assembly required. Yeah. And in the case of some of them, misassembly. <laughs> we'll get to it. This thing uses a fuel called UDMH. Which is short for unsymmetrical dimethylhydrazine, which funny is why funny which, word. Which is why we call it UDMH because unsymmetrical dimethylhydrazine is a real pain to say. And yes, funny I word. practice. Funny word. Ugh. Funny word. Funny word. 
and this, as well as the oxidizer, which I believe is the nitric act English, which I believe is a nitric acid derivative. A what? Then why is it called an oxidizer? Austin nitric acid? You know what I mean. Chemistry. Well, so, uh, yes, these chemistry. are what's called hypergolic propellants, which basically means that, like, it's like baking soda and vinegar. When they contact, they burst into flame. Propels the like, rocket. Like, like, uh, yeah, like, they, they ignite on contact with each other. Sodium and water. Yes. Which is, like, a good thing, because it means it's simple to use, but also a bad thing, because, like, it's really bad if you spill one of them, but, like, if you spill both of them, uh-oh. You're gonna be doing a... Well, you're not gonna be doing any paperwork. Somebody is going to be doing a lot of paperwork. For your dad. The other major propellant used in rocketry is liquid oxygen, and either liquid hydrogen or just straight-up kerosene, or basically diesel fuel. And these are great because, like, they're... They don't have the downsides of UDMH and nitric acids, as I'll get to in a second. The ones where they just explode. Well, but you have to, like, figure out how to ignite them. You have to have, like, a spark plug that can survive. Boom, boom, boom. But also, the liquid oxygen is only liquid if you get it really cold, which is kind of inconvenient. Yeah, that does sound... On a good. rocket... You're, you're, how are you keeping it really cold and Insulation. blowing it up at the same time? Insulation. Lots of it. How do you... But it's blowing up. You get really good insulation. And also, like, there's pipes in between. Oh, okay. So it's not... Okay. You're not just, like, dumping it in <laughs> by hand, Benner. Hey, I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm, I'm not a rocket scientist. All I do is make lists. So... The downsides to UDMH and nitric acids, they're like storable, we call them. We, I'm not part of this. Because, like, you can put them in a bottle and put them on the shelf. Don't do that. And, you know, you have to keep them cold. And they're really great for missiles, like nuclear missiles, because of this. Because you can pretty much just, like, you don't have to keep them cold. But, UDMH, or unspecial dimethyl hydrazine, I practiced, is a derivative of hydrazine. Hydrazine is basically just straight up evil. Like, as a chemical. Then just make what? it be nice. Well, the issue is, it's explosive. It's flammable. It's very <laughs> toxic. Like, they used to say that it smelled... Well, they used to say that it would... They knew it had, like, a really strong smell because of the way its chemistry works. You can figure that out. Like, what they kind did, of smell is They it? didn't know because nobody who'd smelled it was around to tell them. Uh, oh. Well, everybody theories rotten eggs. No, uh, so we know now. It's basically just smells like burning. Uh, burning what? Like just burning, like ouch. I, I guess, but like, there's different types of burning. Like, there's like plastic burning, which is a whole other hell no one wants to experience. I mean, like, um, it smells. It smells like, like pain, essentially. Like it. <laughs> it like it's. Okay. Like, so, it wrecks you. Is it kind of like how when I smell flowers, they just smell like green? That's, just, a, that's a whole other thing you need to work out like with your therapist. It smells like brain damage, <laughs> you're just saying. It just smells like yeah. brain damage. And it causes cancer. Brain damage. Brain damage. Dementia. Like, really bad cancer, too. That sounds awful. Then just don't Nitric acid... Made. 
Just don't get cancer, guys. Nitric acid's no better. First off, it's an acid. And thus, like, you know, does acid things, like, eat people. Oh, oh. No, that's generally... Not recommended. Yeah. It also eats things such as rocket fuel tanks. Oh! Which is, like, why you have to be really careful with, like, what metal you make them out of. Man, I wonder how they found that one out. <laughs> well, because nitric acid's, like, used for a bunch of other stuff, too. They're just having a chomp. It also... it the Technically, um, it flies on a mixture of UDMH and RFNA. Or red fuming nitric acid. Which is so called because it produces these massive dark red fume clouds of nitrogen dioxide which will kill you dead. Did they at least look nice? Exciting. Oh, they're gorgeous. <laughs> but also like terrifying if you know what they are, which is like clouds of painful death. So kind of uh kinda of like the lakes, I don't know what to call them, the hot springs at Yellowstone. Yeah. This stuff's like bad. Hypergolic fuels are nasty. Like, really bad. There was an accident in Arkansas a a long time ago um, where there was an explosion in a nuclear missile complex because somebody dropped a wrench and it bounced off something badly and punctured a hole in the side of the fuel tank. Oh. Which is bad, okay? So that leaked into the silo, and then eventually the whole thing just kind of collapsed. Because rockets are normally kind of held as part of the structural integrity. It's like an aluminum can, in that a lot of the structural strength is provided by the pressure inside of it. So if there's a hole in that, and the fuel's leaking out, it collapsed, and the oxidizer tank came down on top, burst, and boom. And they found the warhead in a ditch about a mile down the road. It was fine. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, like, most of Arkansas would be gone, which really would be no huge loss. <laughs> Funny. Who needs Funny. Bye-bye, Arkansas. Screw Arkansas. But anyway. I mean, we can say that about Arkansas, but they can also say that about Ohio. I can say that about Ohio. No one needs Ohio. But, like, <laughs> this complex had had issues, too, with, like, oxidizer getting out of, like, the trailers because somebody left a valve open. You'd think after the first time... This was before. But, like, it leaked out and, like... I think there's probably video somewhere. I didn't look. But, like, you could... Apparently you could just, like, see red clouds of death just rolling across the highway. And, like, killed a bunch of cows. People were smart enough to run from the red cloud. For some reason, that seems like... That seems like uh, some sort of natural opposition to the blue screen of death. Blue screen of death is like technology. Red clouds of death is like nature. Technology gone very badly. I don't know about you guys, but that just sounds like an Arkansas thing. If I went to Arkansas and I just saw saw that, I wouldn't be very surprised. I'd be like, yep, that's just what happens in Arkansas. I mean, (laughs) red clouds of death, yes. That's just what happens in Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs> Arkansas is its own little, like, planet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's completely separate for the rest of the United States. You know? You I s- would say that about Florida, maybe. No, it's always the ones you least expect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. South Dakota would nuke the world. Something's That's going North on Dakota Arkansas. you're thinking of. Nope, South Dakota. No one? There are no nukes in South Dakota anymore. They took them all out. <laughs> However, if North Dakota were to become a separate country, it would be the third largest nuclear power in the world. 
Because, like, all our nukes are there. I bet you they're hiding some in Arkansas. <laughs> no, they took those all out, too, because they kept blowing up. Those are also, <laughs> coincidentally, the missile that was in that complex is the same one that we used for multiple crewed space flights. Ooh. We literally just took the nuclear part off and put a crew capsule on. Hey, guys, you want when you go up to space, here's your nuclear warhead that you'll do. Well, they took the nuclear bit out. So, all We're right. We're not that dumb. You're going to irradiate them. So, the, the proton rocket. Um, I mean, I was just planning to kind of, like, go off in tangents about various technology yeah. parts of this. So, whose idea was that? Like, well, we talked about the, like, some assembly required. And yeah. Well, there's... A bunch of people, and we don't know their names, because the proton rocket was, like, a state secret for, uh, like, 20 years. Well, I mean, if it's space-race-related stuff, it's I It's really be impressive, surprised. because, like, anyone who's ever tried to, like, plan a surprise birthday party can tell you, keeping a whole entire rocket <laughs> that was, like, launching secret for 20 years is a really impressive achievement. That is true. I cannot imagine the, like, what? I cannot imagine, like, the PR work they needed to control it. Because I guarantee at least one of the workers, like, someone was like, Oh, how was your day? Oh, nothing much. Just working on the big nuclear warhead. Well, I remember, um, it's, it launches from the middle of Kazakhstan, so, like, it's not that hard. I remember learning about, um... Specifically, uh, I guess, nuclear weapons, the development of them. Um, i trying to remember what it's called. We, I never visited the Trinity site, but I learned a lot about oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, it was a lot of people working. Like, they'd work. They knew that they were working for something secret. They just never knew what it was. So it's probably something along the lines of that. Yeah, well, it was secret to, like, the United States and everyone else in the world. We don't know. It, it probably was nominally secret within, you know, Russia and the Soviet Union. But who knows how well they kept it under wraps internally. But they kept it under really good wraps, like, outside. Like, no one knew it was a, it was a thing. There's a... I watched a two-hour-long video essay um, about the history of, like, nuclear stuff. Like, I watched that one. I've yeah, watched the one with yeah. the guy in the van. It's very good. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, really long, so it's just, like, so much. So, fun story, actually. Have you ever wondered how they move nuclear warheads around? They pick them up and drag them across the floor. I always, for some reason, I thought that, like, like the way very, they Very, very carefully. Rockets, well, yeah. <laughs> the way they move rockets, except just across, like, the entire country. Well, they used to use trains... Which they, like, act as though they're being super secret, but, like, they weren't, because the entire trains were white. Like, painted bright white. There were gun turrets. And it said Department of Energy on the side. Now, I would like to see, I would like to see an old Western-style train siege just set in one of those. But then, like, some guy was, who was train tracks in his background, backyard, was, like, understandably kind of miffed about this. So he took to just posting their movements on the internet. As and then you. the government acted, you know, all surprised. You can't do that. And his response was like, yes, I can. 
And also, like, they're trains. You know where they're out pretty well. And they said, fine, we'll disguise them better. So they painted them blue. As you do. Now we use very, very expensive tractor trailers. And in fact, there's a video on YouTube of one of them getting rear-ended. Oh boy, that must be some expensive mines right there. Imagine being the guy to rear-end a missile. Well, he was in, you know, an armored Air Force truck, so I mean... Imagine being the guy to rear-end. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a tangent. That's gonna get you less than honorably discharged. Yes, I'm sure. Or at least very, very yelled at. Pretty much. But anyways, where was I? Uh, um, so what they do to set these things up is they put them on a train, and they back it in to the launch pad. Then, so they back it in, and then the thing just kind of lifts it up to, you know, be pointing at space as you want them. Yeah, and then the train cool. leaves. Like, maybe, maybe I want a rocket to go down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, God. That is not what you want to hear when talking about rockets. <laughs> and then, you know, they you know, do stuff to it. I don't know, science. And then then they launch it. Except that this is this rocket, it's very old. You know, it's been around for a while. Yeah. You know, they've updated, you know, bits. Yeah, the spacecraft tends to be reused a whole lot. Oh, this thing's not reusable in the least. Like, they have to build a whole new one for every launch. Yeah, I... But the design's pretty much been around for... Uh, it's been a design. It's been around the block. <laughs> and I had a nice list of every failure it's ever experienced, but... And there were a lot, like, including one where the thing just kind of... blew up on the launch pad while they were getting it ready. Uh. So... That's not what you want to do. And that's when just like super casually, like not what it's supposed to do. I'd hope not. <laughs> this is our fly. This is our rocket. It's gonna self-destruct in like two minutes. We'll get to it. You mean they built a self-destruct feature in the rocket? No, they didn't. Doofenshmirtz style. But we will get to it. So another incident involved it. Just kind of taking off, and you can find this video on YouTube, and I highly recommend you watch it. God, how do I say this? Um, been listening to, uh, Hyperfix Podcast. Got your fix. Episode one. I am so sorry. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher. No one knows, what like, what And a few others. No one knows what um, send us a, names Send us a voice message through Anchor. Do uh, not send me a voice message. I will block you. <laughs> <laughs> Better will continue to threaten you as this plays out. The link is in the description. anonymous. Um, our cover art is by Kylie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and our theme music is an excerpt from Catching Shadows by Evan Trevino. Unless I change it because the theme music is boring and I can do way better. Screw you. <laughs> Alright, and on that note, goodbye. You're ending. Farewell. Woo.